Big, 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 big day. Born and raised in your granddad's yard. Yard all since day. My lyrics mad hard. Oh, I've never known sunlight and I'll never know peace. They will love goslings, but I'll never love geese. Never maps a shame. I'm back in dollar all night. Trying to stay clued up, tucked in real tight. Another day, another money, another play, another honey. And I'm gonna be alright. I'm gonna be alright. Ishmael Fishfinder, hold tight, my G. Peace. Yep, all that. Big D out. Big D out. Big D out. Episode 62 of That's a sh- 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 Shame. I'm Isaac. I'm Declan. And together it's 14 minutes until oh. we're late. <laughs> Look, I apologise, not in advance, because <laughs> that would be to misunderstand the cause of our lateness, but I apologise now. Relatedly. Yeah, it is, you know... Uh, Definitely after midnight by the time this has gone up. Oh, I didn't have a thing to take notes of all the bits we get wrong and have to edit out the episode. Um, maybe I'll do that on my phone. Is this going to this count? This is not going to count, no, because oh, okay. I like to give people a little peek behind the curtain. Oh, you give them a taste of realism. Yeah. And then they don't realise what's been edited out. Yeah. And they think we're just great. They're like, wow, so much professionalism on you that. That's a shame. edit out stuff if you were leaving that in. That'd be mental. Mm. And that's not the kind of show we are. What kind of show are we? Declan. Tired. Tired. Lethargic. Oh, God, yes. Content full. Uh, yes. Burning. Thanks to our listeners. That's true, <laughs> We've yeah. Got They've really come absolute through for bundles. us. January's been a challenge. We're recording this on the last day, the last minutes of January, or yeah. even as we speak, ebbing away, never to be recaptured, much like our kind of forgotten youths, even now, bones cracking their way out of use. I put my back out picking up a sock and it wasn't even on the floor. It was actually a kind of chest level. It was level. levitating. That was me. It was 12 someone feet had, up. Someone had thrown it to but you. I put my back out and then I had oh, to jump up a ladder. Way. It was very upsetting. Um, but look, January, it's been 
trying times. It's been, that's a shame. It's been long. It's been long, but it's also like was, each day has gone so quickly. There was a tweet the other day that I saw that was inordinately popular. Mm-hmm. That was just fifth Monday of January. Absolute joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, for me, it's felt like it's been a kind of monotonous because it's been the first month since moving here that I've had like a more work to do than I need now. And now I need to kind of work out which work to get rid of. But it's meant that I'm just like on buses, teaching lessons, working with a billionaire that I've still never talked about on the podcast. (laughs) Maybe I'll explain that then a bit later. Yeah. But all in all, it's left us with very little. I haven't really seen you or Mark very much this month at all. So there's not been a lot of shame city activity. Isaac's got a new eye colour. We didn't even know about it. Yeah, I will do that. I mean, if you're around billionaires as much as I am now, (laughs) they'll just keep swapping them out. will. Yeah, it's all based on what their whim is on the particular morning. I've had a particularly poor week. I know. Car-wise. But in another way, you didn't used to have a car. I know. I know. I didn't have a car. Then I got given a car. Santa? Which was, no, no. Close. He hasn't given me... Anything for decades, really. Really? No. Oh, I, I'll get on to I found that it was just my parents. What? I know. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Dreadful. That's weird. Poor Why guys. He, he still goes to, like, my house, but he just bypasses yours. Oh, is it? That's pretty odd. I, but I'd have assumed you were what? naughtier than I was. No. What do you mean? I'm a paragon of behaviour. <laughs> a paragon good. of behaviour. <laughs> behaviour back Wait. brackets, good. <laughs> get your little edit thing out. <laughs> Editing me saying good. Saying really, really good. <laughs> um, no, by my girlfriend's parents. Mm. Essentially, it's apparently inordinately expensive to register your car in another country. Especially if that country, country is Ireland, right. where they're living at the moment. And they took their first car over without registering it, because mm-hmm. they live in the arse end of nowhere. Um, nice. And they got away with it for about three years. And then on my girlfriend's mum's, yes, birthday, I, I got confused between girlfriend's mum and mum's girlfriend. On your mum's girlfriend's <laughs> yeah. birthday? Um, um, on her birthday, um, she went to collect some people from the airport and got stopped by the police. I had oh, to pay no. like, thousands of euros fines. That's a shame. I know. It really put a dampener on the whole day. The whole birthday. That so day. they were like, we're not paying to have the other one taken out. And it's like a decade old. So they were like, it's not going to sell for very much. So it's giant. Very giant, kindly. It? Yeah. It's more air. We, we lived in it. We Lest did. On, we forget. Yeah, it was our block switch mobile. Mm. Yeah. Um, thank you. Don't call it that. The <laughs> it sound culpable. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, they very very kindly gifted it to my girlfriend and I. And um, and how's that gift panned well, out? Well, the so thing far? is, is that it came with a caveat <laughs> that it needed to be MOT'd. Uh-huh. And the thing about it, will everyone it was, know what MOT means? Oh, it's like it in a, America. It's a it's a motoring test essentially that it has mm. to um, pass about whether like it's mechanically and cars. yeah, whether it's mechanically and physically fit to be on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need it in order to tax okay. your car. Um, and you have to have one a year. And why it went fine? Uh, no. Well, here was the thing. I knew um, that it wouldn't. I barely, I I dropped it off at the end of the road mm-hmm. for the place. I came back. By the time I got back to the flat, he pretty much rang and was like, so it hasn't passed. Wow. <laughs> so I just looked at it and went, no. Oh. And told me it would be about £500 to fix. Wow. Which obviously I had, Oh, no, no, I don't. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. Right. You're in the minus money like me. That's me. Yeah. So uh, I managed to 
uh, like convinced my dad to lend me some money to get the car fixed. But we were like, let's take it somewhere else to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Somewhere like independent that won't fuck us over. Like quick fit. Yeah. Quick fit. More like cunts. Wow. You got them there. <laughs> been working on that That's since yesterday. Good. That should be an opener. Um, for your type five. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, I, there was a guy who was no joke, 30 yards down the road, mm-hmm. actually 30 yards closer to home. Because you called quick, quick fit, fit, but it's spelt properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quicker fit. No, and um, he, I rang him while I was in quick fit. And mm-hmm. I was like, because there was nobody in the office. I was like, look, quick fit are fobbing me off. In a big and he just sort of laughed and went, yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we get that like, a lot. Can you, can you have a look? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I took it around to him and he was really nice. Their, their shop is literally, it's a driveway and a garage. Wow. And, and that is it. Tell and me. it's him and I think his brother. Um, and he, he just is one of these people, I think, who instinctively knows everything about cars. Yeah. I've always assumed that no one actually learns it. You just, you, you either, just either are born with that yeah. machine understanding or not. Or not. Um, and he just like, he was like, pop the bonnet. So I did. And he tested a couple of things. Climbed in. Yeah. <laughs> Wee! I'll be he 20 minutes. He dived in like Mary Poppins into a painting. <laughs> He's just rattling around in the carburetor. He downsized himself. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, leave it here. I'll have a look. See mm-hmm. if the things need doing. And if so, I'll give you a price. And the only thing we don't do is we don't do tyre replacements. But is that I know, a moral stance? N- no, I think it's just they don't have enough room to keep any tyres oh. that aren't actually already attached to cars. Fair. Um So... Uh, he was like, but I know the guy just down the road who, who will. And he was like, gave me his number and he went, tell, tell Martin that. Tell Ty Tony that yeah. Darren said, yeah. And so I got, came back home again, but I sat down. I hadn't even had time to ring Martin, the tire guy before, mm. uh, Darren, the garage guy rang back and went, it no, does all need doing. I'll do it for 200 quid. Oh, what a discount. And I was like, yep, okay. Gent. I'm just about to ring Martin. Rang Martin. He was like, I'll do you a new set of tyres, 100 quid, all in. So I was like, I'm already like 300 yeah, quid. Yeah, you're two, up. Two, 300 quid. Saved. So I thought, okay, I'll go get the tyres done first, then leave it for Darren to do all his stuff, and then mm-hmm. I'll take it around to Quickfit. What did he look like, Darren? He was about... Was he burly? No, he was tall. Interesting. If he hadn't been in a jumpsuit, you'd have assumed he was a hipster. Really? Oh. Wow, and he knew about machines and yep. that. Knew all about them. That's mental, isn't it? Um, he was a handsome guy. Was he? Yeah, young as well. Did he have a kind of rugged charm? Yeah, but again, like mostly because of the jumpsuit and his and his like intimate knowledge of cars. Yeah, intimate. You're saying he was like that man in the documentary used to fuck the exhaust pipes. Do you remember <laughs> that documentary? I do. What was it called? It was like my sp- weird obsession. Yeah, and his was especially weird. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one of those was a a a woman who used to drink mm-hmm. the ink from those, like... Those tiny little cartridges? No, no, not from the little cartridges. They were from, like, some sort of, like, gel pen or something. Mm. Sparkly, and, was it? No, it was, like, white. Scented. You know you know those ones... Oh, what type of pen are they? Like, you'd get, like, silver and gold or white ones. They're, like, felt markers. Okay. And you can, like, draw on card. And, and it, like, sh- you can shows drink up it. Well, she could... And there was wow. just loads of shots of her like 
weeping in an interview. Like, I don't want to be like this. And then like the next minute, she's like, oh, no, glass, that's like, amazing. it down. Just stop. It's not, it's not like something you're going to just come across somewhere. Did you read about that woman who's addicted to getting stung by bees? Keeps yeah. getting purposefully stung by bees because she thinks it's good for... Or, like, she has a load of ailments and it apparently cures all of them. Presumably just because it distracts her yeah. from her arthritis or something. That's madness. But she, like, goes and just, no, like, no, annoys that, bees. That, that. <laughs> Imagine that being a past. She just goes up to the hive and, like, flicks them. She just, and then, like, she's a bee comes at it. Yeah. That's, that's weird, isn't it? You'd almost rather fuck cars at that point. I would. I'd rather be sting. Darren fingering the exhaust. Is that what he did? <laughs> did he maintain eye contact throughout With that me. process? Yeah. Well, not with the car. Don't, got say, don't say that like he doesn't know where it's at. Yeah, I are. guess so. So I took it round to the tyre place, got yep. the tyres changed, mm-hmm. uh, drove back to uh, Darren. Have you seen that film Rubber where there's a sentient tyre that's killing people? Yes. Weird that it doesn't run them over, it blows them up. Yeah. That was the best joke in that film. <laughs> yeah. It could have ended there. It's the like in Birdemic, the fact that there's the like explosions and they're all making like kamikaze oh, noises, yeah. but in any scene where they're actually involved, they're just squawking. <laughs> Um, I took it back and Darren was like he came out to the car and he was like oh so which ones did you get in the end and I went to gesture to the to the car mm-hmm. not because I didn't think he knew what it was <laughs> but, <laughs> You're patching. but as I followed my own hand I looked at the car and realised that they'd changed the wrong tyres oh, no. so I went he, he just like handed me back the key and was like see you in a bit so I went and got the I went and got the other tyres changed as well, so I got a whole new set of tyres. Yeah. I was just like, I'll just pay the whole lot. Yeah. Came back, left with Darren, he fixed it, I collected it, took it to quick fit, and it failed again. <laughs> Apparently one of the things was loose. So That's that meant too that, vague. So that meant that That doesn't t- sound like they've actually checked anything. No. Sounds like they just picked it up in a big vice and rattled it. And oh, it doesn't sound it. great to me. There's a 2P knocking around in there. So I, I just I just came home and I was like, I'll have to go and see Darren tomorrow to Declan see if he can have a look. Picked up a textbook called Walking for Dummies. <laughs> Walking for Dummies brackets for life. <laughs> I came home and just wallowed for a bit. Yep. And then went, went had to go this morning. Had to go up at like eight this morning again. Why? Because I had to go and see Darren to get it fixed before going to tutoring. He's needy, isn't he? In Watford to come back to give it to QuickFit so I could go to lunch with my sister. This so is like one of those memory games, and I frankly forgot as yep, soon as exactly. you started talking. But, but then he fixed it. I went to tutoring, came back. QuickFit couldn't do it, so I couldn't go to lunch with my sister. So I had to wait, then take it down to QuickFit, and then sit anxiously, acting like I wasn't looking over my shoulder, sweating the whole time to see oh, no. what they were doing with the car. And the guy who'd failed it twice the day before came back in. And I could see he had like a form. Uh-huh. But from a distance, they look exactly the same, whether it's the refusal or he the He had one party popper, but it could have been ironic. Yeah. It could have been a pop it. It's fuck one, you. Like, Should have got your work done here, sucker. <laughs> um, and he was pottering around printing and type for so long. And then he was like, Yep, it's done. Oh, <laughs> like he the felt, power. I, I felt like he was a bit disappointed that it had passed. Oh, I'm sure he was, because that's how he gets his, his power, isn't yeah, exactly. it? He eats the cars that fail. So <laughs> he it. takes on their attributes. Speed. Optimus Prime. Speed, storage. What other attributes does a car have? Mirrors. Pollution. Pollution. So I finally, like, came home 
And like it didn't even, I couldn't even be happy about it passing because it had been such, such a bad deal. And I was fucking 450 quid down. Hooray. <laughs> so it has been a long week here. And that was only two days of it. However, what the rest was like. however, whilst driving to tutoring this morning, I saw something that I've been meaning to tell you about. Yeah. Does it involve a Dyson Airblade? No. Or am I safe? No. It's, it's not horrid in that way. Okay, good. It's word horror. Oh, word horror. One of your favourite kinds. Yeah, I like that. So I was stuck behind a bus, mm-hmm. and on the back of this bus was an advert. Yeah. And it was an advert for office space. Right. At a place called Churchill House. Churchill House. Mm-hmm. Now, There's a lot of different nouns involved in that phrase. Exactly. And so what they'd thought was like, we can't be www.churchillhouseoffices.com. No, 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 no. But you don't want to be like churchilloffices.com either because it sounds like it's too history related. So maybe if we just kind of did initials. Mm-hmm. So what their website was, was www.choffices.co.uk. Choffices. <laughs> 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 Wow. I sat staring at it for so long, being like, "Did you throw up who, on your own who allowed them to be choffices dot Choffices is horrible. It sounds like they like mis mistakenly took down the last like dying words of their founder, <laughs> and they're like, "Sir, one more thing. What should the website be?" He's trying to say, "Get it. It's Ch- I've got a ch- Offices, choffices. Okay, but he probably didn't. That one was probably a cough, so just choffices. Is that right, sir? <laughs> He's gone. It's what he would have wanted. Father. This is it. The only way to truly pay respect. <laughs> and we're going to buy that domain, not for one year, not for five years. We're going to get five the whole life. damn thing. <laughs> it's just like, I, I'm certain that it's just a matter of time until someone rings up. And says to them, "Hi, is that are you the guys from Choffices.co.uk?" <laughs> and they go, They're from, realize and they go from, ch- "From oh, oh no. no, what have we done <laughs> to the church? That subscription house. cost us thousands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real shame, isn't it? It's like uh, those vans that you see driving around for like one man who." Like his whole business is that he come and do anything for you. <laughs> anything. He makes that very clear. And they're like a mobile number on the side of the van. That's a bad sign. Yep. But then their email address are always like services that I thought died out in the oh, yeah. early 90s. Like at Tiskily. Like what? <laughs> Who even? How at is that? T like? online. Yeah. You just wonder like, if they're having to keep up like one server for just like 10 guys in Luton mm. who still try to take a ladder around and call it a business. And it's just like, they're always terribly named as well. These little independent businesses. Do you remember the time I was meeting you in courtyard mm. and I called you, even though I was only 150 yards away because I had to tell you that a van had just driven past for a dog grooming company called <laughs> Sweeney dog. <laughs> And the tail of Sweeney Dog. Horrid. I had a, a not a word-based horrible experience today, but an experience that really just, uh, well, it was depressing in a multitude of ways. Oh, good. It was good. It was a good one because it's depressing, like, fundamentally. But then there's an extra level of depression when I, as I'll get to, the fact that, like, I found it depressing, but... I was having the least depressing time there by a long way. Oh. So what I was doing is getting a new passport. 
Oh, I remember you saying that. And that involved that. going to a place by Victoria. To, I had to a, buy your name? To, now, I've already bought my name many a year ago. I've had my name for a long time. I just never updated it on my passport. Isaac Bernier Choffices. <laughs> That's me, Dr. Biz. And so I had to pop along. I had an appointment at 3.17pm. Imagine that. The 3.17 to you. Charged me 100 quid. Beautiful. Straight off the bat. And along I went. It was uh, three o'clock when I arrived because right. I was in the area already. I'd been, why was I there? I'd met my mum because I had to pick up some like documents and stuff. Right. To like supporting documents. So I popped along. It was three o'clock. The guy at the door, I could tell, was going to fob me off at the nearest oh, yeah. excuse. And I, he sort of approached me, did that thing like the guy in Alton Towers did where walking purposefully towards, except he had something to say rather than just walking off. Oh, I see. And it was, you all right, sir? Can I help you? I was like, yeah, I've got a, an appointment to get. What time is your appointment for, sir? I said, it's for 3.15. And he said, 15. I said, oh, no, you're right. It's 3.17. He said, well, 17. Come back at seven minutes past. And then he just walked away. I was like, well, I went over to him. I was like, can't I sit? There was like a whole row of seats up there. No, sir, that's for people who are waiting. So, well, what do you think? I'm doing in in allowing time to elapse whilst something I want to do happens at the other end of this timeline. Anyway, I went away for that seven minutes or whatever it was, came back. and he, Did he pretend not to know you? 100%. 100%. Excuse me, sir. You're right. What time's your appointment for? I was like, it's the 317, like trying to get in with him. Did he, did he never like, the blank. 317, no. come on in. No, just total blank. It was like I'd been erased from his memory as soon as he'd seen me. And he gestured towards this queue. There was a depressing queue before, like a big security point. Yeah. And uh, the secu- the people at security, like, of course they're horrid. Well, like, that's their... That's your whole job. MO, isn't it? Yeah. And they were barking instructions. It was mostly populated by women in their late 30s with prams right. and, and me that seemed to be who yep. was getting passports today do you think they were getting passports for themselves or the, the prams you're right and so there was this long queue and the thing about a pram is i guess it's a very good way to disguise a bomb or something because they were taking Take the years. most alarming amount of time over each one yeah and they were going through and then back and then they were like there were there was this great moment where <laughs> the person at the other end of the like metal detector yeah did she had that wand that's like that that screams at you when you've got a bit of metal so she did it to the mum and then she did it to the baby who was about three and then she did it to the pram like it was a person but also you sir but also like it wasn't made of metal like what are you hoping for to get from that so that took a very long time and then i was eventually ushered up some stairs i checked in I was given a little card, like an Argos, that was like, wait until your number's called. And I was told to go up to the second floor. And there was this sterile, proper waiting room, probably about 100 seats and probably about 60 people, of whom at least 40 were just in tears, like just (laughs) fully crying. I cannot recreate the atmosphere. Like the picture, I turned, I was listening to a podcast, like in my ears, as I went up with like big headphones on and that just has the effect of kind of putting you in your own world. Yeah. And I, so I had like a spring in my step, I'm through security up, I go and turn the corner and the atmosphere was like palpably sick. That's what we're children of men. It was just turning a corner into people's personal tragedies. And it 
there was one man going around with a box of tissues and the world's what? smallest cups of water. But what was what was happening in this well, room? The thing people is, being deported? Everyone's being denied passports for various technicalities that could be fixed on site, but won't be. And that they their policy is that if anything's at all wrong, by which that could mean maybe you've done like the wrong box in your form, maybe you're smiling slightly in your picture, or like, I don't know, a moth flew in the way of the camera. Or it could mean that maybe you're like not quite as white as they hoped because there were li- uh, it was yeah. a suspiciously high number of, oh, of the old you think they persons sort of, of colour. Dulux colour chart were, behind the desk. Yeah. And, and it was some... like there was a man going round who's an Asian guy going round and like being really nice, consoling people. He's clearly the only member of staff there with any kind of heart. Yeah. Because he was going round like putting his arm around people, being like, it's okay, we'll. And like I overheard one of the conversations. He was giving people advice about like immigration lawyers and stuff. And it was just, I was just sat there in this room, like looking around. It was like a hospital waiting room where everyone's other half has just been killed in the same tragedy. <laughs> and you're waiting to get your ingrown toenail. No, I was waiting to, I would like an outpatient or something. I was there for a hearing <laughs> test that I knew I was going to pass. It was a technicality. But it was just really grim, the whole thing. Did you like pretend to be real? Like, I burst into tears yeah, as well. Like, really yeah. sad. An immigrant as well. Yeah, <laughs> just I started speaking French <laughs> and like gesturing Sacre everyone, like, bleu. trying to start a little revolution, doing a bit of lameness. <laughs> and when I got to the counter, I was, it was just kind of hammered home why everyone was crying. And it was just, the person was just horrid. <laughs> like, the I felt like a total criminal in the whole process. Like, barely being allowed into the building. Once you're there, having to go through the most outlandish understandable in a way but not to the extent that they were doing and just the tone of it it's like the whole thing is semiotically suggesting to you that you are only here because you've done something wrong and like you're only allowed to stay here by the skin of your teeth and the people at the desk were just like these blank faced it's the it's a classic like bureaucracy trope but they were just actively kind of avoiding any of the trappings of conversation of social interaction like eye contact that looks briefly at your chest and then just sort of looks away rather than like engage as a person (laughs) and there's always that air i find that the the worst offenders of course are america's uh tsa oh goodness like going in to the states is just the most horrible experience because they're total cunts all of them almost Mm. uniformly and they but they seems to be the only way like your quick fit guy that they can get any enjoyment is by really leaning into the ambiguity of the situation. Yeah. So she kept looking at things and that I knew were correct. Like I can fill out a form, not a fucking debt lev. So I'd filled out. What are you saying about these other poor people? (laughs) The thing is they'd all pretty much filled out their forms as well. They were all just (laughs) the most outlandish technicalities. And um, she'd look at something and then go, and put it down and then just leave for like five minutes at a time. Get this for a bit of like government is above you symbolism. The counter was at about five foot and right. they're sat down on the other side and you have to stand like over it, yeah. arms up, like looking over like a little subservient. Yeah. It had the vibe of that scene in Harry Potter 7 or 8 where Dolores Umbridge is presiding over the woman who's got a wand who's the wife of the oh, character. And she's like, yeah. where does a mud blood, a muggle get a wand? Which witch did you steal it from? It's just this like obscene height differential. Yeah. 
and it was just horrid. I mean, it seemed to work, but they just took loads of my documents, put them in an envelope, and she was like, it should arrive within a week. I was like, okay, if it if it doesn't, like, do I have to be in to sign for it or anything? And she was just like, it should arrive within a week and left. Oh, no, you're right. So no, I, thanks. You're right. That, that does clear helpful. it up. Thanks thank so much. <laughs> but I asked just cower by the letterbox yeah, for seven days. On the days. way out, going past what now, I think I'd become like tuned into the environment because on my way out, I noticed that there were people crying all over the place. It wasn't just my floor. There oh, were right. people outside the building. There was like a, outside the front of it was a big, uh, one of those like big flower beds that was mm. about three foot. And there were two women just sitting there in floods of tears and a guy over there like consoling them and I just as I left I was like that was horrible for me and I felt like a total criminal and I was a born in this country and b am white completely so white imagine what it like imagine how you must feel <laughs> in that environment just it was, it's horrid did you see the um <clears throat> the other week there was a today I fucked up post on reddit mm-hmm. about this guy who um they they came into some money i think his family like won 20 grand or something on the lottery mm-hmm. and they you they used it to buy tickets to go and see their family in japan no it was, okay. a, it was an african country i can't remember which one Kenya. it was like mozambique or something okay i'm sure it had a z in it somewhere mm-hmm. but i can't quite remember which nigeria's Oh, that's them. Cote d'Ivoire. That's the one. Um, and they, so they booked these flights and their uncle who's out there, who's pretty rich, like booked everything, like the nicest hotels, he booked all these restaurants, all these activities. Like it was like a six day schedule of things for them to do to see the whole country and mm-hmm. do everything they could over there. And they like got excited. They packed everything. They'd like booked through this travel agent. They'd sent them over all these documents. They were like, yep, everything's fine. And they got to the airport and went to get on the plane and were refused because when going to certain African countries, your passport has to be um, valid for six months after your return date. Right. And theirs ran out three days before that. (gasps) And so they they wouldn't allow them on the flight. That's mental, isn't it? And they didn't like, they couldn't afford or have the time to get replacement ones. So the whole thing's just, just collapsed. Flights are non-refundable. It's mad, isn't it? Flights are such, like, I mean, compared to trains, they're actually pretty good. Yeah. But they are still a scam. The process of air travel is my absolute least favourite experience that I put myself through voluntarily. Like, I hate everything about it. Apart from, I like airports as buildings. I like I being them, in airports. I find and I like being on planes. I don't well. like being on planes. I find it so infuriating. It's just, <laughs> it's a maddening lack of control paired with sickening boredom. I can, <laughs> I was once on the flight to Australia. Everyone else, as I've told you before, was asleep. It was a red eye the entire night. It was night for the entire day that I was in the sky on two different planes. And, I was the only fucker in the whole plane who couldn't sleep, which I knew would be the case. Yeah. Because I, oh, no, I'm I'd, bad at sleeping I'd, I'd anyway. And so I'd done, I'd exhausted as many options as I could for entertainment. 
Although later on, I would start drinking with the then off-duty cabin crew. So that was when it was fun. <laughs> I was glad you said cabin crew, not pilots. Pilots. <laughs> uh, but until then, like I'd, I'd pretended... Well, the first time I sort of fell asleep briefly and then woke up and was hoping. I did that thing of like, you know, when you wake up and you know you're awake, but you think if I keep my eyes closed, like maybe, maybe I'm still a bit asleep such yeah, that no, time just, will I'll continue to dilate. Back in, yeah. yeah. Either that or that you are still like kind of semi lucid and that time's still going quickly. I do that on early morning trains when I like yeah. haven't had any sleep. I'm like, I need to get some sleep and I end up sleeping in the most, I must look like such a criminal slash mental because uh-huh. I can't sleep sat in a train chair. They're too upright yeah. and my neck feels really weird. So do you I sleep slump. I sl- no, I sleep with my head against the chair in front. Oh, I, just I lean, see people do that. Quite just a lean lot. forward onto that. Yeah. And just like no hand, no pillow. There's just a type straight. of pillow you can get on a flight that's intent that's designed to do. Oh, that that's quite cool. I need yeah. to look into that. Um, but yeah, I just do that. And but I know what you mean. That sometimes you kind of you wake up again. You're like. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, so, I'm not awake. Come on. I'm still asleep. This is this is well. fine. We can get through. But even after that, like even after having that argument with myself, I was still certain that it must be a couple of hours into the flight. I felt like rested-ish, and so I eventually realised, like, look, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back to sleep. Open my eyes, and it's been 24 minutes it's into so a flight. Crushing. The total time of which was going to be 25 hours, and so. When I woke up in that time that had elapsed, that great 20 minute nap I'd had, everyone else had died. It looked like <laughs> it was like standing up. When I stood up, it was really dark, like the darkest I've seen on a plane. And just everyone looked like while I'd been asleep, someone had gone around and like injected them all with air bubbles into their arteries or something. Cause there was just like everyone was a different kind of slumped, but just silent. And it was horrid. like being the only person alive in the sky. It was horrid. Uh, why did I start talking about this? Oh, airports. Yeah. Anyway, so planes are a fucking horrid experience. And then, but before that, and indeed after, there's just everything about the experience treats you as suspect yeah. from the start. And for the amount of money that you're throwing out, yeah. towards the fuckers, like they could at least be a bit nice. Mm-hmm. It's just horrid, the whole thing. I was thinking today, actually, um, Speaking of forking out money, when we were talking about uh, Drano, <laughs> one of our um, finer topics. Drano off of buy a whole bottle, pour it straight exactly. into the Exactly. Well, on that, I was thinking that the closest product I can think to it is mm. tutoring. Tutoring right? the product. No, no. It's just when people pay for tutoring. Yeah. Now, when they pay me, they pay as I turn up. Yeah. I do the job. Yeah. I leave from looking at it. You've no idea whether it worked or not, but so long as it hasn't hasn't. made it demonstrably worse, you feel like you've got your money's worth. Absolutely. That's what I always think. Like if I haven't, I was about to say, if I haven't prepared (laughs) as if I ever (laughs) ever, once, if I haven't actively misled them. Yeah. That's that's what I tell myself. Like even just a conversation with an adult who can speak English better than they can. That's basically teaching. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my defence, and I will be sticking to it. Oh dear! Uh, look, we've got some content after all of this, some formulaic content. We hinted at it last week, by which I mean spent the last fifteen minutes teasing, explaining it. it. And I expect that listeners will have been 
chomping at the bit. Don't say that. <laughs> chomping. You know at it annoys me. That bit. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, this, of course, is the Toby King love questionnaire that I believe he wrote. Oh, no, I was about to say <laughs> Toby King. Toby King love Dr. questionnaire. Toby King's love questionnaire. We thought we'd dive in because you know how we like a structure. Outside of our own planet. Oh, yes. And this seems as good a one as any. As Toby pointed out, it would be nice. Whereas Proust, you know, there was no real end goal. No. This at least, we get a And indeed, no real end result. Very much the case. So I've noticed straight off the bat that the questions are divided into sets. Okay. And I wonder if that is like suggestive of us supposed to be doing like a certain set at a time. Yeah, maybe. It's in know. three sets. Let's just start at set one. Let's just go straight in. Right, hit me. Question one. Question one. Now, it does say we're supposed to look at each other for the entire quiz. No, I won't be doing that myself. But you can look at me for the questions. Given the choice... I can't, I forgot to read it. I'm going to hold the laptop. Just that's perfect. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? And why? Oh, are we really starting with this? That's the point, isn't it? It starts easy and then it gets... The last one is what colours your soul or something. I always, <laughs> it's not. I always hate this question. We've answered it already. I know, I'm sure, but I hate it Who for so yours? many reasons. I don't Gollum. know. I can't remember. <laughs> was it CBBC's Lizzo? Philip Schofield, Philip Pullman. Um, I just hate it because I don't want to have dinner with the people that I like. No, I don't really. Either. I don't want to be. Appalled by their eating habits. I don't want them to be appalled by oh, mine. Oh, God, because imagine if I invited Sondheim round and he ate with the knife and fork in the wrong hand. Or just not at all. What, he just dives in face first into the bowl of roast just pepper like soup on the head. Laps it like a cat. Eats soup with his hands. That's <laughs> Just off each finger. I won't be able to listen to company ever. And he's again. like, and this is when I... Uh, once I covered, was doing this when I robbed once Pacific they're, Once they're covered in the, in the <laughs> leek and potato, I go over to my piano. And oh, he showed his piano just covered in covered little in bits old of dried soup. soup. Uh, and his favourite chords are the most covered. Oh, and imagine if, like, you hadn't known this yet, but he'd, like, invited you into his boudoir and he was like, would you like to play my personal piano? <gasps> Isaac? Sometimes I, I would like what if, to, but... What if he left you a thank you note and he spoke your name wrong? I come here and then myself. <laughs> and he turned the guy double S-A-C. That would be a shame. I've written you a song. How about instead of that? It's called I Heart My Pulse. I Heart My Pulse. That's good. That's really good. Who would, would you would, would have to be sometime? Mine's definitely sometime, yeah. No, um, Jesus. No, you can't. What? He said anyone in the world. Yeah, he's in the, every he's part not. of the world. He's what not. do you mean? He's in this room. <laughs> no. Hello. <laughs> Are you talking about Elmo? <laughs> no, he's in that cupboard over there, probably. Or um, in the mirror. You don't there. have a cupboard. No, well, the listeners didn't need to know that. They could have thought I was living in a palace. <laughs> Isaac stuff's just all over in, the fuck. I live in the cupboard. Um... <sighs> I've got a twist not, on the question. Okay, well, give me the twist of the question because I, I can't so, answer the actual one. I'm not interested I, in I'm just going to say, it's question one. I feel like we're falling in love. <laughs> I've just felt yet. further apart. <laughs> <laughs> this question has torn us to shreds. <laughs> I'm leaving the show. Bloody hell. Okay, so I want you to keep private the who. That's for you to know. For me <clears> to find out as this relationship blossoms, virgins okay. into something tangible, something proper something Mm -hmm. acceptable in the eyes of god yeah until then i don't want to know who i want to know 
what the dinner party plan is and come down with me star what's the menu what are you cooking are you cooking are you getting food in what's what kind the, of music what's, what's the, the theme? theme what's the entertainment Go. okay right so I, I feel we should start with the theme uh-huh. it's going to to influence everything else yeah that we do and the theme is the middle east crisis Oh, right. Interesting. So you're going to have half the table covered in missiles. Just just dust. <laughs> and then and a the big strip is, in the middle. What, what we do is that um, it's like everything's split in, in half. Mm-hmm. So there are two starters, there are two mains, there are two desserts. There's like two halves of the, the flat and the table. And one is absolute rubble. Oh. And the other is an absolute illegal wonderland there'll be sanctions are you going to be the un then well if i'm invited you, you am i who you, you can be the ghost it? of banky moon who like comes in stop <laughs> can we post the banky moon is coming to town video on this episode sure please? if you remind me um on the palestinian side you just get you know at the end of a cereal box yeah when there's just that kind of cereal dust at the bottom i, lo- I like that bit it's all that mixed together with asbestos, but with just a bit of flesh on the top. Oh, like in your cereal? Like box. in my cereal? Did we talk about the spoonful uh, of flesh instead? I don't in the think we did. Wow. Well, one day Declan was eating his cereal <laughs> like a happy little boy, kicking his legs. He was. And he was about to. You were wearing like dungarees and a sun hat. Yeah, I had like a, a, a sort of like lollipop in one hand, it was like really a spoon in the other, and he was whistling like. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow from Walt Disney. And then all of a sudden, <gasps> he paused, he gasped. The spoon clattered to the ground, milk tossed into the air. Lo and behold, just a spoonful of flesh. <laughs> just a spoonful <laughs> helps the of flesh helps, helps the Cheerios go down. Uh, and uh, yeah, there it was, big spoonful of flesh. You, look, you may have seen it on our Twitter, actually. Hopefully so. Because we tweeted it right at the cereal company. It did look quite horrible. And what did they do? They sent you back a full blo- bo- box of flesh. <laughs> Imagine if that was how they responded. They're like, I'm Does so it... sorry, sir. You'll <laughs> like get your full taking, box. Like taking that, you know, uh, waiter, waiter, there's a fly in my suit. Uh-huh. Don't say it so loud, everyone will want one. Just taking that to the next level. <laughs> Just well, box of flesh. Uh-huh. And a can of Soylent Green. Flesh nuggets. Fleshios. Horrible. Oh, Horrible both. Dreadful. So dreadful. you've got your theme. So the dessert. Some sort of mousse. Is just one great big bark souffle. Tree bark. Tree bark. Or like you've captured the sound a dog makes. No, tree bark. And when bark you souffle. put the spoon in here. <laughs> just really quite. <laughs> That'd be amazing. God, sound, sound food. Souffle. Yeah, I think sound food's where it's at because we've That's had smell-o-vision and that was a big hit right. or something. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. How, how quick to change all the film trunk stuff to, to, to sound, sound food. food. Well, I mean, that penguin I've got tomorrow anything. free. Um, no, it's just a big bark souffle. Because you know how the IDF, they're always... Um, Planting all those tricks because they're really good. They're like moral, so- they're like soldiers. Yeah, but they've they've got a, a conscience. Oh well, of course. Um, and so when they go through Palestinian land and they illegally claim it, but what? They, but what? No, hang on a minute. And they for a garden just, and they project. bulldoze like all their houses. And yeah, they to make space them for the, they send them the trees and they send them out. If they knock down any trees, they make sure that they plant one. 
At least one. At least one. That is good, actually. For each That's how Kew Gardens was made. There's a fantastic story. I think it's in um, the Holocaust industry, the Finkelstein mm-hmm. book. I hope you, you, you read I'm, I'm inviting Finkelstein because he'll fucking lap this I up. <laughs> I mean, I had um, But uh, he tells a story in there about an IDF soldier who was like evicting a family. Mm-hmm. And when the mum called for her daughter, he was like, oh, my daughter's called that too. She was like, oh. And he like pulled a photo out of his wallet and showed her. It was really compassionate. Oh. And like, this was like a kind of story that was spread through the Israeli news. It's like, what a good guy. Mm-hmm. Still fucked them out of their house and then knocked it down. But he showed her the photo. Oh, that's right. That is the same as. They are. They were linked being at that moment. Treated like a person. Anyway, the entertainment is I read the Holocaust industry. Allowed. Allowed. With shadow puppets. No. Oh. In a darkened room, just a spotlight. This dinner party, may I say, it sounds harrowing for all concerned. Well, yeah, but I mean, the question's dull. So Me I'm, and Sondheim are just going Pizza Express. He's throwing soup all over the piano. <laughs> <laughs> he's licking it straight off no, the keys. he's not. He's a tidy eater, of course. This is what Worst Pies in London was all about. I had this great big pie. <laughs> I had this pie. I had the an pie was piano. great. I just didn't know what to do with and it. I, and it wasn't... I just thought, you know, what if I just pulled it apart and spread it all over the ebony and ivory and... And that's that's what I did. Sondheim does not refer to the piano as the ebony, every, like, every the time. old Joanna. That's what, what the song's listen, about. What if you listened back to all the interviews and every time he said piano, he said the, the old I. ebony and ivory? That'd be it. <laughs> Would you renounce him? Yeah, publicly. I'd take off my Sondheim badge. <gasps> literally, no, no, I wouldn't. It's a fucking nah. sexy badge. <laughs> the amount of people reading that badge on a daily basis. Oh, I bet. If that badge, you're spreading the word. If that badge could talk, it would only have. This to say, why is everyone looking at me all the time? <laughs> why don't they just speak? <laughs> it's really sad though, because they just look at it and they look puzzled and sort of look off. But what they should really do is like immediately Google and then go from there. And then go from there, go straight to what's the first one? Uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Right. So get on that. All right. Track one. And then that's, no, 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 not you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It's got, it's like, it's like, are you still doing the podcast? No, because you've what? already done it. Enough. I mean, enough. <laughs> Question two. Did we all finish question one? Oh, no. Well, in, in like, to sum up, I'm having Carol Vorderman. Oh, cool. Yeah. She's great at maths. Would you like to be famous? In what way? Would you like to be famous? In, in what way? Uh, yeah. In what way? Through art. What? In what? I mean, well, we've way? got this podcast. Yeah, this is not fame. No, but I'm saying that I would quite like it if it were at least more famous. We could be on the radio. I listened to the radio a few days in a row, and I'll tell you what, it's a monotonous <laughs> pile of drugs. I had to listen to it today because I forgot the aux cape for the car. That's very and sad. And, like, if you've ever listened to BBC Radio London, yeah. you're not listening to this because you are a dull son of a bitch. It is like... They, they had a, a, a section today, and it was... The guy started it. I still don't know who he was. Never said his own name. Mm-hmm. He was like... Right, let's get the answers to some questions. Cool, cool like, feature. Okay, right, <laughs> I don't know. Google. This is what radio has become. But the questions were—they were just the most absurdly niche questions that people had texted in, mm-hmm. and they got somehow managed to find people who were both listening and experts in this. 
to call in and say it. It's a very so long winded someone, way of doing Someone it. said, oh, what was it called? Oh, they were a band. Places in London that begin with H. Holloway. Holloway. You've got it first time. Oh, That's God. amazing. Oh, I was thinking, I went Hampstead, Hammersmith. And I, I just came in here. like a wrecking ball. He was ball. like, a band called the Holloway something, Holloway All Stars. They were like a, they were like a at least a, like at least ten piece Latin swing band right. that played some gigs in Holloway. Is this a question or an advert? Near the no, and he was and he like was a member. He was like I just uh, I I I saw them once in nineteen seventy something, and have heard nothing about them since. Does anyone know any more? Like what happened to them? Who and cares? Then, and then, like the next second, there was this woman who sounded about as old as Hello, as musical dear. notes themselves. I was one of the all stars. She was the first person who was a whistle, right? <laughs> and she was like in Holloway. Well, I, 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 I am a, a, a you know, a, you, you know me. I, I've been on the show before. I'm a, oh. a jazz historian. Oh, interesting. Or musical historian. Yeah. And I, I kind of got into this, you know, the, the, the old fashioned way sort of through the women's movement. Wow. <laughs> okay. And she was like, so the Holloway All-Stars, well, they were comprised of, and listed off great. all the names. I hope she was one. just reading Wikipedia. Um, and then, but then, she, her her knowledge was so kind of strangely specific in that she knew their name the names of like most of them and where they went on to go and the guy was like wow that's amazing so uh like did they ever record did they release an album she was like i'm afraid i don't know that <laughs> what, oh, how, why, how why have you not really missed bit? this fuck i was so busy learning their names i forgot that they played <laughs> any music that's and then nice. someone Rang in and was like, oh, like, yeah, no, they they released one record. I, I've got it. It's uh, the first side. First side's called Holloway, and the second side is called All Stars. N- N19. Wow, that was the B side. That was B side of the I'm record. I'm really failing to see for whom this is interesting well, content because it's only interesting for the one person yeah. who asked the question. Encouraging but, that level but of niche. At the same time, it was so niche, and yet they had three or four people ringing in who knew all about it. Um, do you think it goes back around? Like, if the question is so fantastically obscure, the entertainment just becomes, look at all these mental cases you know about. Well, the that's the only reason stuff. I enjoyed it, yeah. because their their voices alone were entertaining. So maybe radio is great, and they're on something that we're lacking. Maybe we what should be we talking like? about the Holloway or We had fucking Mr. Chips on. That's true. He's <laughs> he ever been on BBC London? Don't think so. He Don't will be he'd soon. be allowed. But yeah, I think it'd be nice for us to... To be famous through at least one of our arts. I think, would you like to be famous? I I think yes, because, and it's not really for any particular benefit. But if you'd said no, I'd have would you have thought I was lying? <laughs> would you think I'd, li- I'd be lying? No, you would be lying. I'm joking right now. No, but I'm not attracted to any of the trappings of fame particularly. No. What I'm attracted to quite is applause. Quite, well, no. <laughs> I, mean, I get that without being famous, just in my day-to-day life. <laughs> just people just whenever street, I just small children. <laughs> A baby came and sat next to me on the train today and it was uh, just singing the alphabet for about 12 stops. Is that why you've been singing the alphabet? Yeah, it okay, is actually. Cool. It was an Irish baby and it came and... It was first of all sat opposite me and then it was like pulling faces. So I was like smiling and waved at it and then it got excited about that and came and sat next to me and was like looking at me and then looking away. And then it was trying to do this thing where it was standing in the middle of the train. It was probably about two and a half. Standing in the middle of the train while the they're train not, was They're moving. not great at that on still no i know but she was doing quite well 
to her credit, but her mum was very worried. She was saying, sit back down. You need to sit back down. And the baby was just laughing. And eventually I said, uh, she was like almost fell kind of like into me. And I was like, oh, are you being careful? And she went, <gasps> like, like she didn't realise that I too had the power of speech. <laughs> she thought it was just how much she went, <gasps> it was like the most good. And then she could just, see her. She just came and sat down. It was really good for the rest of the train. It was well fun. <clears throat> I had, um, you remind me of two coming full circle again, uh-huh. airport stories. Uh-huh. One from about two years ago when I was in a preposterously long queue for security at uh, Stansted. Oh, yeah. Fun. And <clears throat> there was, like, you know how the, the queues in places like that zigzag, so they all, all the way up to one end and all the way up down the other. So I was facing one way, and just across the barrier was a woman facing the other. Mm-hmm. So we're right next to each other, but I'm 400 people behind her. Yeah. And she had a, a like, little kid in a pram. Uh-huh. And I was like just reading a book in the queue, and the baby was like having a really miserable time. Clearly, baby, and so I just started playing peekaboo from behind the book, and she started like giggling and laughing. Then I was like chopping up instead of coming over the top. I was like going to the side of the book. I mean, she didn't know what was coming. She was wetting herself with laughter. It was amazing. It's the best audience I've ever had. Yeah, that's pretty good. And. um, and you tried that at the comedy store, didn't you? And it didn't, for just, some reason, just after, didn't translate. After eight minutes, I just gave up. <laughs> you did left, you did right, you did under. Um, oh. And her mum kind of like cottoned onto what was going on and looked over me and was like, oh, thanks. I was like, oh, it's, it's no problem. It's all right. So I, Francis I, I do this for things. a living. <laughs> and she, she was like, oh, no, it's really... And then she just paused I moved on and I was like she seemed to be in a bit of a huff anyway I returned to my book and (laughs) (laughs) realised that I was I was reading Lolita (laughs) I looked like the biggest pervert (laughs) imagine just the image of someone playing peekaboo from behind a copy of Lolita it's the most criminal what cover was it as well because there are some no thankfully it was just the uh, it's the thinner um, Penguin Classic Penguin Classics don't have too much going the vintage on. one no it's, it's the, not like the what's, classic... the what's the one you've got you've got the annotated one yeah by is I've yours got... penguin oh, no i think mine's the vintage series it's the same but it's just the thin oh, okay. one and but thankfully it's, it's not the, it's like, just a vase of flowers lollipop and sunglasses thank god no that would you'd have been arrested uh, that so would have been it well this is the thing is that once i got to the other side i was like oh thank god like there's thousands of people in here and she was on my flight going yeah. out to cook and i was just like this wow. is it Police waiting at the other end. But in a slightly more like joyous story. Come back story. to this day, remind me about Okay, it. well, no, no, come come now. Well, I thought it'd be interesting for us to interrogate that aspect of masculinity in the modern world. Right, okay, I will tell the other story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, just last year, I was in Ireland, I was in Dublin, and we were waiting in the, like, for my dad to come back from baggage claim. Mm-hmm. No, no, to baggage. You make it sound like you're collecting him from the, yeah. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> carousel. <laughs> He's just like curled up around his Hugging knees. Hugging a ski yeah. case. Um, no, he was, it was, we were coming back from Dublin. So he was like dropping the bag off. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this small Chinese boy. Yeah. Who was just there with his mum. And he was kind of like running circles around her. 
and <laughs> intellectually. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but every now and then he'd just go, ah! oh, That's very annoying. Uh, like, and so, I mean, I dropped was it really high seven octaves. Yeah. And he would, it would just last for so long. Like he thought he had yeah. a bat superpower. And everyone was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, I was just kind of like watching him. And <laughs> so I got Lolita. <laughs> on my back. Always so keep it this, handy lads. in case there are any kids <laughs> I about it. Cut the eye holes out. <laughs> Pick up! <laughs> I just I was watching and I was like, this is I'm gonna employ some prime like teacher tactics. Uh-huh. And he he was like running around and then he saw he started to scream uh-huh. and he looked up and he saw me. I was about fifty yards away, I was I was very far, I wasn't like standing over him. Yeah. Your honour. And I just <laughs> I was nowhere near the boy. I didn't let and he caught my eye, and as soon as he did, I just widened them, snapped my finger, and pointed at him. Ooh. And he sat down on the floor and oh, shut wow. up. And I was like, "That's pretty good. Yeah, okay. that's a good authority to have." His his mum like looked over at me, and I think she considered getting annoyed at me, and then looked at him, and then was like, "This is preferable. No, this is good, better for all concerned." <laughs> that's right. If I see him reading Lully, <laughs> any questionable, that'll be it. But come back to your. <laughs> more in-depth philosophical. Well, it's just interesting, isn't it? There's uh there is that that feeling, though. especially because our the most part of our income comes from going into someone else's house and being alone in a room with their child. I, I have a very mixed uh response. I think I'm quite fortunate because I look extremely unthreatening. I do not. You do not, by contrast. I, I, I look like a vehement like white supremacist. <laughs> On the best of days. Yeah. I think I get away with it for the most part. I, I don't want to say I get away with it. <laughs> Quick, get the old edit notebook out. <laughs> oh, we'll be editing that. I think for the most part, people don't have the same concerns about me based on appearance. <laughs> but when I get in the room and start punching their kids, they don't know what to think. No, but it's just interesting. Like we talked before about parents who like sit at the table the whole time. And presumably that's motivated by some sense. Well, they're actually, it's not always, but if I say mostly, it's like checking that the child is safe, which is an understandable impulse. But like a couple of my, like on Sundays now, I, I am just a nanny. Like yeah. I'm doing three hours in this ridiculously posh house in Knightsbridge for a baby, basically. He's like just turned four. And it's not really, he has one bit of homework that's normally like draw a rainbow, four sums or something. Takes him four fucking hours. Well, no, he doesn't. Dead left. It's, yeah, I it, it wish it did because it would occupy the time. Because <laughs> as it happens, we just have to play like mad games for three hours. But it's just odd. Like there is always that, I don't know. It's not that it's a particularly challenging part of of life relative to other people's struggles no, based no, on their identity. But it is interesting because like my mum's a nanny and I've grown up around young children. Like I babysat from the age of like 12 or something. And 
have then gone like straight into tutoring. But as an adult, it takes on like, I guess also my personality doesn't imply that I would be any good with or have any time for children. But in actual fact, I find them I far more tolerable than more, adults. Far more interesting. Yeah, certainly. they've got mad things to say. Like this boy that I'm tutoring that for the last month we've been writing the spiritual successor to James and the Giant Peach oh, yeah. called James and the Giant Something, which is, it's just degenerated most recently into some sort of bunny sanctuary that is just being obliterated may I say, <laughs> by a still as yet unknown something. And you can't have conversations like that with an adult because they'll have you arrested. Like they, that. Yeah. So um, it's difficult, it's, I guess, to balance the, there's a couple of odd things as well, like about it, which is, I mean, the first one, my first thought when we signed up to this tutoring site mm. was that you have to have a full DBS yep. in order to tutor people online but nothing to go to their homes. Yeah, that's mad. Like, uh, and I have, with everyone that I tutor, at least once it's been, I've turned up and it's been just us yeah. in the house. I think, well, they they could say anything. Yeah. Not that I think that they would, but like, again, they are children. It doesn't have to be out of malice. We've all it seen Mads Mikkelsen's Danish film, yeah, The Hunt, exactly. if you haven't, go and watch I mean, it. When, like, when I worked as a teacher... As a real one. <laughs> this is why you stopped after um, first year. No, well, but it was it was really interesting that one of the things that <clears throat> people always said to me, like throughout the whole year that I was there, if ever I mentioned that I'd had someone back for detention, they were like, oh, did you have the door open? Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I didn't shut the door Always have the door open. Always have it open. Never have the door shut when you've got someone in the room. Even if you're bawling them out, like just screaming at them because they're being a total cunt. Yeah. Like keep, have it open. It's worse... It's better, sorry, that, you know, the head hears you screaming at someone or, like, a kid walks past and the one you're shouting at gets embarrassed. Yeah. It's better that than you have the door shut and you've got no, like, defence if, if they say... Because, again, like they say, you know, they're, they're, they're kids. Yeah. They don't... It doesn't they have to be... It doesn't have is. to be a malicious kind of, oh, I'm going to get you, like, arrested. Yeah. It could just be a fun joke that they do that they think's a prank. Um, But, yeah, it's weird because it... It simultaneously it, it is something that is worse if you are a guy, but that that itself is kind of born of your privilege, mm. and so it's that kind of blessing it's an and odd balance. Yeah, it's like because I again there was a tweet going around the other day from someone saying like I was talking to someone. Uh, it was from a guy saying like I was talking to some of my friends about dates. I said, I, I I love all dates, even bad dates, because like at least a bad date is really funny. And it was like, one of my friends was like, well, a bad date for me is I get beaten up on the way home. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Hadn't thought that's, about that. That's just a different yeah. life experience. But yeah, like, I mean, you see like stories about this all the time of, you know, like if you're just, if you're, especially, I mean, we're still sort of okay because we are. I'm going to say young men. Yeah, we're, I think we're recent graduates enough that people but, are like, oh, like, it's yeah. cool, it's like a but big if you, brother. If, if your story about the girl on the train earlier, you were 40, mm. you, you'd you be considered a creep. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of an unfortunate. I wonder what the, like, if this is part of the kind of growing pains of moving towards the evening out of privilege and yeah, kind almost of certainly. Squeezing out the poison from the wound of toxic masculinity. Ooh, are you saying this is patriarchal pus? Yeah, I think so. And it will rebalance maybe to the point where people aren't weird about, like, I know I've got a friend who is male who is a primary school teacher and 
people every term come and have a go just at that being allowed as a concept but he's like the most well suited for the job person yes. yeah, of course. and it's unfortunate that that element still exists but then of course the even more unfortunate element is, is that, that there's just there's a reason for, for it, it. yeah exactly but i think part of that is like i don't know part of it is negative stereotyping that's not based entirely on fact because there's loads of stuff about like the underreporting of female like oh god yeah yeah whatever you know the outcome is however this conversation looks in 20 years time i think that what we can all agree is don't play with kids while reading lolita i think that because that is there's no age in which that will not be criminal no if we get to an age, if I wake up in like 30 years and people are fine with that, I'm going back. I, I'm, I, I'm going to turn into one of these UKIP players. <laughs> and I'll it tell you what, there's people fucking, there's people here, they've, they've got, they're, they're waving Lolita at their kids. They're just rubbing <laughs> it in their faces back in my day. If you did that, you'd have been in jail. And rightly so. <laughs> oh, well. So in conclusion, I wouldn't like to be famous because of the material gain but I do find that the dynamic from the kind of minimal version I've experienced from performing in a show that had a big audience that want to talk to you mm-hmm. afterwards, or even performing in little shows like at yeah. uni, just the, the dynamic of someone coming up, instigating conversations with you that are superficial and have a finite shelf life. That's just my Great ideal fun. form of interacting with people. As, as well, like with, with fame comes the ability to do the projects and things that you'd like to do without having to worry too much about them or well, I don't know without, without, well, it gives you more scope necessarily to have access to the the means to do so. But then I think there's also the frustration that like, who, who was talking about this recently? I think it might've been Toby Jones or something. who was interviewed and someone was like, so you've must be at that point now where, you know, you can like, get pet projects off the ground. Like what, what is it that you're going to do for yourself next? And he was like, you have no idea how this works because <laughs> apparently, you know, unless you are top of the top, it's quite hard to, which was a rejected name before they said on top of the pot. <laughs> it's quite hard to actually top of the have top. any cachet. Top of the top of the music. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would be nice. But ultimately I think my main attraction to it is the separation that I feel anyway, it would just codify the way I feel about talking to anyone anyway, that I don't know. I'm always so... You're just looking for the most valid excuse. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's not, it's, yeah, not so much an excuse, just a kind of framework. Like I kind <laughs> of, I feel like that's how you I want to eliminate the, the world need anyway. for an excuse. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because it's not like I'm. Because you already feel better than them, so you, it's not. You might, you might as well actually no, be. Well, you know, I mean, I already am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing that. Out. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because it was obviously a joke, wasn't it, guys? All right, get off my case. No, I'm interested in this question. I'd like to think more about it. Give me twenty minutes. <laughs> I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is that I find appealing the social dynamic of you can have a really private part of your life. And then I already find my public life quite unpleasant anyway. So I feel like I wouldn't lose out on anything in that regard. 
And if anything, it would probably, because it gives it a certain set of rules, like this is what an interaction is like with someone who likes your work. Mm -hmm. Then, although I don't like those particularly, I find it quite insufferable after shows and stuff when people are like wanting to chat. I just don't like, I don't like empty versions of that. I don't like sycophancy. Yeah. I don't really like. I actually much prefer ones where people haven't enjoyed it. That's true. I was talking at my party the other day about two our friend Becky uh-huh. about the fact that she was the only person who came to see Abigail's party who straight up told me she hated it, <laughs> but told me exactly why. And yeah. we spoke for probably like an hour then about why. Yeah. And it was great. This was a play Declan directed. I didn't, yeah, I didn't write it. Uh, he also thinks he wrote it, but we're trying to I like to think him. that I But, um, uh, I find that a much more interesting conversation. So I'm going, oh, you're great. Well, I love the set. Oh, it was, I mean, the great way use you, of color, the way you were cleaning socks in the first time. <laughs> later you were a German. Declan's attacking me for this play that he was in. Goodness me. Yeah. Oh, I've lost that great photo I took of you backstage where you've got one arm in one jacket and one arm in the other. Oh, I so don't even remember that. Now in the bin. Oh no, that's sad, isn't it? If you were famous, you wouldn't have phones that were in the bin because you'd have a phone guy who just takes stuff for you. <sighs> you just put stuff in his pockets. My answer is yes, because I want the phone guy. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean in what way, though? There must be a more specific way than through your work. Uh, so because do you mean maybe to like what extent? Uh, I guess that's part of it, but there's more. Who's like, a person whose level of fame equates to what you'd quite like? Tim Minchin. Yep, I Sweet think that's spot. the perfect answer. Sweet spot where he's respected enough that if he doesn't want to do anything for ages, no one's, like, forgetting, A, or having a go about, like, oh, why isn't Tim Minchin mm. shit? I was going to say Frankie Boyle, I think. It's pretty good. Because he, like, he, he writes Guardian columns and does shows, like, mm. whenever he fancies. But then every now and then the Guardian will also say, we're not going to publish that. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know you've got, like, a base of fans who will read it it definitely wouldn't be good to be at the top echelons of you don't want to be chris pratt or to like tom cruise because presumably the only fun part your whole about life that's just like you don't have one there's like, no relationship to a to a your whole existence. life is just like a simulation isn't yeah it? everyone just does stuff but it's why like listening to russell brand's podcast when he was in hollywood for that brief period where he kind of ran like a yoga cult for a bit and did a few films before leaving. But being that kind of intermingling of someone who's like famous over here, but just no one in America then, being able to like report back from what all the A-listers are up to, that's what's interesting, isn't it? It's being able to like mix like the mobility, the fame mobility, where you can like get invited to stuff, but the stuff is inherently ridiculous would you like to be maybe as well i was thinking Stuart lee level of famous mm. is that enough for you are we saying he's yeah yeah I'd say he's probably he's, slightly less but his his, his particular rapid. sphere of fame is is quite odd yeah as you showed me the other week he's been invited to speak over jazz <laughs> yeah um he has the most tumultuous emotionally trying and intellectually stupefying email newsletter. That's mad. Um, the man tracks every 
bit of art he consumes and then ranks them. And then, you know, he like done some very well respected yeah. and certainly well reviewed and well loved stand up shows. He's a known he's the name. most critically he's, acclaimed stand up in the world. He's had a BBC two show yeah. run for years. Till it was cancelled. Exactly. Yep. Never so, too famous to have your show cancelled, Stu. So like there's He like, met me and signed my book, so that must well, be a go. good day for him. Well no, he signed your copy of his book. However <laughs> you want to call it. I mean, apples is apples. I love the idea of you turning up to Stuart hey, show with some, like, sheaves of paper stapled <laughs> together. <laughs> your little manifesto. It's called Sondheim Soup. It's <laughs> inspired give, by this dinner party give, I had. Give it a scribble. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That's a reference back to episode five or something. Ridiculous. What, give it a scribble? No, when you... <laughs> No, I think it's like episode seven, maybe. It's during that time when we were recording two in advance and then one three weeks late or something. Right. What um when you talked about when you went to see a show and you got your book signed. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah. all about how, you know, selfie culture has ruined everything and everyone wanted the, a photo. Yeah, the, the guy queue. in front of you just took <laughs> an unwanted selfie. That was so funny. Ah, oh, okay. So have we answered question two? Uh, I mean Beyond it's really that. made we, me think a lot more. A, I think I have more to we say. We had a, a little bit of a chat about, I mean, the male sphere of influence in society. So yeah. I feel like we've maybe gone for. I tell you what. I mean, in question one, I was doubting it, but I'm question I'm two. Ready made to me think, kiss like, I could, you. I've got another hour on this, and if you're not in that bed <laughs> in the next minute, <laughs> question three is just pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think let's leave it there then, shall we? <sighs> That's more than enough. We've got some uh, email to get through. This one is an advice. You know, I've been hankering for doing an advice show for quite yeah. some time. I don't know why, because I'm not, I'm not especially good at giving advice. No, and you've not. And I'm not interested in other people's breadth problems. Of experience that people might need for you to answer them. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm pretty, you know, been around the world. Don't speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> been around the world eating chips everywhere I've gone <laughs> um, Noah has been in touch yes unfortunate news was the title of the email bad that, times you're now that's not a, a, a heading that we're as comfortable with as extreme yeah, agreement what was it? It was, yeah. complete agreement bad times y'all it appears very soon I'll have to withdraw my Patreon donation as my bank account reads only $17 well, I could tell you now, you're at least $517. £1,200 more than me. It is sad. I need your boy's help. How can I make some quick cash to pay for tuition, food, housing, and that's a shame. If you provide decent ideas, and hopefully I can donate again someday. Now, this is an important caveat to that, because I know you're probably already brimming with entrepreneurial oh, spirit. Goodness. Note, I don't. It's not I can't or I won't. It's I don't. Don't, I do not work for places that I need to submit a resume for. Please help. No, well, that, that's Noah. the most reasonable of caveats very, very I've ever much. heard. Very on board with that. Well, Noah, you've okay. heard us talk about freelance writing. Now, Noah, we, we've been reading your emails for months, months now. Since April. Exactly. Ish. Bloody hell. Did we start in April, this April. podcast? Fucking hell, that's coming it's quickly, April isn't it? 29th, I think, isn't it? I'm going to get well depressed when it's the year anniversary of the podcast. Oh, God, it's just another birthday it's a, for you. Oh, God, <laughs> why did we think of this? <laughs> oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, Noah. <clears throat> um, but 
I've found them always to be, if not uh, troubling, verbose. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Then certainly um, they have an economy of language. Very much so. That it's like many Hemingway. would envy. It is like Hemingway. For sale, baby, baby shoes, Confederate design. <laughs> That's um, the one. And his Twitter is a endless an source of entertainment. Beacon. I think now here are two characters. ideas for you right off the bat. Number one, you want to find some kind of startup that's looking for, it's looking to kind of pry its way into the lives of millennials, and you want to get doing its social media for them. Say I'll handle your Instagram with a wink and a nod, and they'll be so baffled by the sheer force of will that they'll let you just post nebulous photos with even more confusing captions, and you'll make bank on it. It's a, it's a booming business at the moment. Mm, that's that. So you could do social media. That's one thing. That's an actually good suggestion, because people make loads of money doing almost nothing in that regard. Doesn't your girlfriend's flatmate run the Instagram for a nine-year-old girl? Yeah. I don't know if she still does, but she did, yeah. It's a great job, because she's like, I think you have to have Instagram creds to do that. But then once you have that, just go for it. And then um, freelance writing. That's my first choice. Just do it. Just get on Upwork, Noah. Right now, upwork.com. Make a little account. We'll be a little reference for you. Absolutely. Put us in. Put me under some sort of entertaining name that will make me laugh when they call and ask if I'm any connection to you, how long you're employed by Shane City. Yeah, that's the one. And, I mean, if you find the right person, the money is pretty decent. What's that guy's name that paid you? No oh, money. Florian stole fuck all money. But by contrast, I was working for a guy who paid me like loads. Your sentence bought down to think by contrast. My situation was much yeah, better. So than look, just do what I did. Don't, <laughs> Not, what Declan did. don't be a mug don't like me. Don't do what Donnie don't does. And that's the way I wouldn't have minded it if we weren't working for the same fucking prick. Yeah, but <laughs> it's everyone puts on a different face when they speak to different people. And when people speak to you, they see they see how you are and they react accordingly. They but when the they see what's flowing through me, back. they're like, that guy's famous, but for the output. And they react in mm. turn. Uh, so they're my suggestions. What have you got? Join the circus or something. Uh, I was just going to say... You can't piggyback on mine, by the way. No, well, I mean, they were going to be mine. So well, you did. sorry about that. It's the only time you've ever shown any initiative in content. Oh, was just so the initiative's I there. I just, my major initiative is let Declan shine because he needs a vehicle. Oh, I see. I see you cooped up in this house playing FIFA I, day after day. Look, whatever makes it. me happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't all be teaching Jewish people to sing The Little Mermaid. That's what okay. I was doing, all right? That's not even... He hasn't made that up. That was my evening That's today. That's literally... I, I can say that with... Like, total yeah. honesty. And in this room as well. Cross my heart yeah. and hope to die. That's a job I'm paid truly to hope <laughs> to die. Um, so what I've saying? not got many beyond that. Otherwise you'd be using Otherwise I would be, have more tutoring. money than I do. Well, yeah, I, I assumed that came under the kind of freelance work thing, but... I, tutoring, though, I, if we've not made it clear, it's a total It record. is nonsense. You need to know nothing. You just need to project authority. And I think mm. Noah could do that. I, otherwise, I'm thinking that you should just do uh, maybe from Arrested Development. I mm. reckon you could get Wander away with just like wandering straight into like Warner Brothers yeah. and just bit, and just turning up and being like, guys, what if trees had sex? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking we somehow relate it to the Holocaust. I'm thinking we get Tobin think, Bell back. I think it's Saul. like a pro-Nazi film, you know, really like <laughs> keep them on their toes, just. 
you know, because the audience take that liberal the audience elite. are like if they if if the love for Black Panther has shown us anything, it's that they're ready for a change. <laughs> so I think that we really give them the old one two. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? So yeah, do that. But all of those are good ideas now, and I hope you action them and don't for a minute put us alongside things like housing and food. Do not. That would be very silly. Because even show. we don't do that. Oh, no. I mean, look how late we're recording. It's <laughs> it's veritably next week before this was going out. Um, that's, we've had another email, but we'll come to that next time because we've it's quite a long episode. It's been long. only two questions. I mean, mind you, there's a, a few things to edit. So. <laughs> Certainly there are. Certainly there are. I'll get on that, though. Why don't you tell people how they like Noah, can get in touch. Say, you know, someone's out there, they're having money troubles, and they think these two guys, both in their They've overdrafts, got it <laughs> they've got it sorted. Life on lock. How could they get in touch? They could email. Obviously email. It's the first port of call. That's it's what where I call we get email. all of this anyway. Yeah. It's where we get it from. We've yeah. got it to hand. Tass. T-A single S. Yeah. At shame dot city. Yeah. Send you anything can... you like. Yeah, unless it's illegal. Well, yeah, I guess. Don't be sending. Not if it. What if it's a good sort of illegal? Like they've pirated a funny episode of The Simpsons. And they send want it to straight across. Yeah. You can uh, get in touch with us via the website. Yeah. Isaac put a lot of days into that. One, he two, maybe put, two. He put a lot of those days. Yeah, into those two days. Into that. Yeah. So. Like, don't just leave it hanging. Don't be doing that. There's artwork. Photos of us from two years ago. We look nothing like that now. I do. I'm even better looking. You you look. I look. You look identical to your photo. Do I? Oh, that's good because I look lovely in that photo. I had passport photos taken today, and um, it was a man called Steve. It was all very kind. You know, it has to be of you. Yeah, well, I did that after I got Steve. <laughs> I just did Steve from you the neck just, down. You just took it, took it up to the desk, and that woman looked at it for a bit, and then put left. it down, left for five minutes, came back, little she shake burst into head. tears. <laughs> really weird. Really the turned the table. So strange. I tell you, I don't know what it was. Everyone's on edge about something. No, it's this man called Steve who I was sent over to because. The robot that does it, you know, those photo booth robots, they mm-hmm. only accept six pound coins. Who oh, carries yeah. around six pound coins? No one. What am I, an arcade machine? Oh, Zing. that is humour. That's good, isn't it? That's, that's from like, my type. Oh, that's how I open it. But there's no... That's like something Tim Vine would what say. What they don't know is that there's actually going to be a callback to that at the end. Oh, right. When I do a joke... I do a joke from the arcade machine's perspective. Oh, it's good, isn't it? That is good. Yeah. That would have been. That would be a good setup. I'm hoping for a chortle. Have you thought of one? Oh, not yet. That's to come. Like I, Episode I leave 70 that. Yeah, I leave special. that for you know. That's good. Nearer like the time. Uh, but anyway, so I was directed towards Steve, who's just a man standing next to a lot of locks, which <laughs> upsetting. As in padlocks, or as in on a canal padlocks. Just a big, big wall of padlocks. He was right next to it. And he went scurrying away for his camera, offered me a discount without telling me how much it was going to be anyway, which is a bad sign. That's always good. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he sort of just took me to a corner of a room where the wall was a bit grey. I was like, Steve, are you you sure this counts as a passport photo? This is on his And he was like, yeah, no, it's fine. We're uh, We're getting the mirror in tomorrow. And he was like, just take a seat. And I looked around. Why do you need a mirror? 
So you could see yourself, I guess, and like style. So was he taking it from an angle? I didn't pay too much attention because I was perturbed by the next thing. You're being molested. That's it, yeah, and then he put down Lolita, <laughs> picked me up in his burly photographer's Turned arms. Turned off the like lights. Robin Williams in one hour photo. And asked me my name. He was like, "Have a seat, and we'll just snap some, and you can see what you like." And so I looked around for a chair, and he was like, "No chair." And then did didn't he say do it anything. as creepily as you did? He went, no chair. no chair and then didn't do anything about it <laughs> and he was, so I was like should I just stay standing there he was like yeah but you're going to have to kind of crouch it's like well why if an old man named Steve in a corner in a room with just the people's <laughs> time to crouch I crouch and think of England leave. <laughs> all of which is to say at that's a shame cast is us on Twitter oh I was shame.city slash contact oh well. no one gives a fuck about, about at that's a shame oh yeah because my Pictures on there. Mm-hmm. At Isaac BD for himself. And a different Twitter, picture on there. And no, it's the same picture. It's not. It is. Oh, you're it right. Is. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I take it's it all your back. photo. Yeah. Fair. Uh, at Cynical Declan for me. Now, look, uh, I imagine that everyone listening to this show has left a review already, and that would account for the utter dearth. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Three months ago when you said, at the end of each month, we'll read out the yeah. month's reviews. I remember how that was the last time we no, did that. No, it's only been, it's been like a month and a half without any reviews. And I'm not, for one, happy about that. Look, I know you could, the buck stops with us. We've not been doing anything approaching outreach. No. Anything approaching <laughs> advertising. And anything that's approaching the content we promised when we promised. <sighs> it's been difficult. Oh, it's half February now. Pinch punch and all that. Happy Feb. You're going to have a good one, Valentine's Day coming up. That'll be a great. Fun. Are we going to do a special? We're going to, well, of course we'll do a special. Oh, yes. We'll do a special. You and I can write some special that's you questions. That's a good idea. Um, what are we going on about? <sighs> Reviews. Look, we haven't had a review in ages. So right? fucking pull your finger out. If you're listening out. to this show and you haven't left in a fact, review. In fact, pull five fingers out. Yeah. One for each need. star. Yeah, one for each star of the day. And just post that over at shame.city slash review. Don't take me yawning during the review bit as boredom because <laughs> I'm actually ecstatic about it. It's just coming up to half one now. So. <laughs> and I've been up since eight. Yeah. Uh, that's it, isn't it? Ugh, that's stuff. as much as I'm Patreon.com slash shame city if you think this madness is worth anything to you. If you have any space in your budget to push something our way, it's much appreciated. Very it keeps much. the content free and ad free you don't want us to have to start pausing every 10 minutes to say hey Declan have you heard of me undies have you ever cleaned a drain hello fresh <laughs> it's the draino of food um yeah you know look in your heart interrogate thyself and all shall come true until next time one hell of an episode hell of a show very long one by our standards mm. recently and we've got another five hours of recording to do today Woo! Behind the times. <laughs> uh, until next time, I've been Isaac. You've been... I've been... Beck. And we'll see you... Next time. Next time. All right, my line. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities.
the nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Wherever I wander, wherever I roam, I couldn't be fonder of my big home. The bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. The bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you. 